Yo, everybody. Welcome to Talking with Apple's podcast, where we talk about everything mobile development. I'm your host, Apple's Pajapples, or just PJ. And on this episode of Talking with Apple's, we chat to Josh Holtz, who's the lead maintainer for Fastlane, about, you guessed it, Fastlane. Let's jump straight into it. Um, yeah, Excited so, to be here. Awesome. So, yeah, um, we, were, we were chatting a little bit in the beginning um, uh, prior to this podcast. Um, and it's um, Fastlane is one of my favorite technologies um, or, or tech out there. Um, I love that it's open source. Um, and I love that the, it's being maintained, especially by you, uh, because <laughs> it's it's something it's it's actually such a massive product um, mm-hmm. that and has so much um, so many things inside of it, like sub products. I would say um, that it's um, it's quite it's quite crazy that I don't know how many other people are still maintaining it, but um, it's mostly you at this moment in time. Um, so that's really, really cool. But for our listeners, maybe you can just give us um, a round out or maybe just a, a summary of what Fastlane is, because people might not know yeah. what Fastlane is. Yeah, so I'm actually like terrible at explaining it in like the shortest <laughs> term. Um, but it's, it's a tool that uh, you can use to automate uh, deployment, building, uh, sharing of uh, any sort of software. Uh, we mainly do... Uh, iOS, macOS, uh, Android was added, uh, I think a few years after it started. Um, but, uh, it can also build and help deploy, uh, Ionic apps, Cordova apps, uh, React Native, um, Fastlane uses itself to deploy itself. Uh, so, um, Ruby gems, uh, uh, I deploy, uh, pretty much, or it scripts any of, uh, uh, automation that I do is with this. So mainly it's geared towards iOS um, and other mobile things, but really any uh, app platform can use it. Okay, that's cool. Um, and, and actually on that, like um, I've noticed that looking um, prior to this, I just went through the, the documentation a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I thought, I thought let, let me kind of just look at um, all the actions that are out there. So maybe we'll get around some terminology. Um, soon, but um, a lot of the actions are very geared towards iOS, um, and there's a lot around macOS, um, but it also does do Android, um, but there's not a lot of actions that are actually geared towards Android. Um, mm-hmm. Is that is that just because um, that Android's life cycle within, um, within Fastlane is very short so far, um, or is there, is there just like not more to add? Um, has it, um, how, how, how is that going? So I, I think there's a few different points on why there aren't as many things. Um, the first is when this was created back in uh, early 2000 or late 2014, early 2015, it was mainly geared for iOS. Um, yeah. And Felix created this as his like college project. Um, so like it wasn't meant to ever get this big, even though, well, maybe he had hopes, but like <laughs> for when it was created it was mainly geared to solve ios uh issues um which uh so provisioning profile stuff uh certs signing just in general uploading the app it was all a very like manual and confusing process so yeah um 
And with Android, uh, signing and distribution, in my opinion, has always been a little bit easier, a little bit more straightforward, um, where you don't really need any sort of external tools necessarily to solve those issues. Um, so when it was first created, it was mainly iOS stuff. Um, and there's just a lot more in the iOS ecosystem that can kind of, that, that needed uh, meshing together to make it a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, and that's where like our, our, our tools for uh, provisioning profiles, certs, uh, push notifications, all that kind of stuff. There's just more things that need to be created for the iOS platform. Um, Android is, I guess, well, I haven't done a lot of Android development myself lately, but uh, you sign with a key store still kind of-ish, depending yeah. on if you use the automatic one. So I don't want to get into that. I don't really know a ton about that. Yeah. Um, and then you just upload the APK or the AAB now. Um, yeah. And like that's that's pretty much it. So uh, there there isn't a ton of actions needed for the whole Android process. Um, yeah. And Android was added later on. Um, so that's why there, there, there aren't as many Android actions, but when Android was added, uh, Fastlane also released its plugin architecture. Yeah. Um, so we, we decided to not build as many actions into Fastlane itself and go for more of the plugin approach so that people who were, uh, more, uh, knowledge in that, in like those specific things can maintain them. Um, so there might actually be more Android-related plugins than Android actions in Fastlane. Okay. It's probably pretty close. I don't know the exact number. Okay. Um, but whenever I do Android development, um, I, I use a plugin for, like, uh, renaming uh, uh, the Android uh, app, which does some, I think that's in the build.gradle file. Like, none of that stuff is built into Fastlane, but there are plugins that do that stuff okay. yeah because i actually recently came into contact with a plugin um for the first time um i was doing um firebase distribution um mm -hmm. and we were doing it um, well we were doing it through um a certain ci um uh but um they have like a whole thing uh, i don't know what they call their things but like you can kind of just put in like your key yeah. there and it kind of uploads everything for you um and then recently i kind of moved it um to fastlane um, because mm -hmm. we have a whole bunch of lanes um, for a project that we're building. And I realized that I needed a plugin. And I was like, oh, what is this plugin thing that I needed to do? Um, <laughs> and I realized that I actually needed to install a plugin and then use the, the actual um, the, the, the lane in order to actually upload to, yep. um, to, to Firebase distribution, which was pretty interesting um, because I just thought it would kind of be part of the, the project, well, part of the lanes process where you can kind of do something like gym. Um, you add some parameters and yep. then it kind of does something for you. Whereas this is kind of like a separate um, thing that you kind of can add to um, another lane or action per se. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the reason that we moved to plugins uh, was if we need to make any changes to like those like very specific integrations, um, we didn't want to have those tied to new versions of Fastlane itself. Um, where you could update the plugins independently. Um, okay. So with, with with more integrations, uh, it also became harder for maintainers to become experts in in those tools. Um, okay. So we kind of wanted to move all of that like knowledge 
and uh, external updates into their own own repositories. Okay. Um, well, and yeah. I think the Firebase one that you're talking about is act, it, it, it is a Fastlane plugin, but it is uh, maintained in the Fastlane GitHub organization. Okay. Okay, that's cool. Um, and I mean, like the, that organization per se, um, you're a freelancer. Um, uh, and how, how, does, how does this whole thing work? Because I mean, um, you, see, you mentioned in the beginning that Felix kind of had this um, brainchild project um, that came. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, I know that at some point he was working at Twitter and then it moved from Twitter to Google. And now it's kind Correct. of like a yep. Google internal tool, um, mm-hmm. but you're the maintainer <laughs> as as an external person. Um, like, how does that work? Like, um, I don't yeah, know if you so, can talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So I'll talk about all this that I can talk about. Um, but I, uh, I I started picking up Fastlane in January of 2015. Um, oh, wow. Orta sent out a tweet about Felix, like, hey, there's this up-and-coming developer or something like that. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. like... Sure, I don't know too many in this community, so I'll start yeah. there. And I saw that Felix then was working on on this tool. And in like January 2015, I uh, I was three years into my uh, consulting firm, and I had probably way too many apps that I was maintaining at one time. <laughs> okay. And a lot of my time was doing like building, signing, distribution, trying to maintain all that. And it it ended up becoming majority of my job wasn't even developing it was just distributing apps so i saw this and i'm like this is something that like could actually like help me help me save time um so i i jumped in in 2015 uh uh, and started implementing it into some of my apps and like i was like distributing three apps at one time and like just standing there not doing anything i'm like this is amazing like i'm saving (laughs) so much time um and then i uh i was taking i was taking I was using the tool called Snapshot um, to take screenshots automatically. And I noticed that there were some issues. So I ended up doing like two or three pull requests into Snapshot. Um, and I think Felix liked either my work or my PR descriptions because they were super <laughs> verbose at the time. I just went over the top. Nice. Um, and he pulled me in as a core contributor uh, uh, like a month or so after that. So I've been pretty much in the fast lane uh, maintainer pool uh, since the beginning. Um, and then, uh, did, uh, contributions throughout like 2016, 2017, I was, uh, I was still doing app development for my main job. Uh, but I was using things pretty hardcore. So I would always like find things that I wanted tweaked, fixed, add new things. Um, and then, uh, Felix brought me on, uh, as lead maintainer in March of 2018. 18 uh when he was working on uh another project uh internally um so i became lead maintainer in 2018 um through now which it's about two and a half years ish um and i was it wasn't my full-time job um i was mainly doing it in the mornings nights weekends um but it was something that i really enjoyed uh because i i use it a lot i see how it, everybody else uh enjoys it and it saves them a whole bunch of time um so it, it is like a passion for me um and i wanted to be able to actually do it full-time and give it everything it did need um and uh as of beginning of this month what july are we in now yeah, july. july um i was able 
I was able to uh, still, I'm still considered a freelancer, um, but I am doing, uh, I am doing maintaining full time. Um, so I was super uh, thankful um, that I could uh, get uh, a contract uh, put together that allowed me to do this. Okay, that's really cool. That's really, really awesome. Congrats. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's also amazing just for um, the community itself, because, I mean, um, I think this is a tool that's used amongst, I don't know, like probably every iOS developer. <laughs> and I think it's getting, um, I think it's actually getting quite big in the Android community. Um, I see mm-hmm. quite a few tutorials now coming out about it. Um, I've been using the the, the Android um, Fastlane um, plugins and lanes. Um, they work great. Um, it's so easy. Um, and I think that's, that's cool. um, Fastlane's, yeah, and I think that's Fastlane's um, core um, um, core value, I would say, um, because as soon as you get on the website, it's like Fastlane has saved developers millions of hours. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. and it's like, that's exactly what you want. Like, um, like you mentioned, um, it's, it's a situation where you, um, you're, trying, you're trying to save time with all the certificates um, and all these things that need to be uploaded all at once and you just don't know. Mm-hmm. And then there's teams. Um, if you're working in a team or if you're an individual person and then there's company yep. IDs and oh, it's just like, it can get, a me- it can get really messy um, in the iOS community. Um, this has obviously made it um, a lot easier. But I mean, um, kind of like segueing on that is, is that I was just thinking about it. Like from when I started iOS development, like, I don't know, I don't know, in iOS 4, whenever that was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was super, super hard to do one of these things. But Xcode has kind of gotten a little bit better with that um, mm-hmm. in terms of if you're an individual person working on a project, um, it's really, really easy for you to kind of integrate a lot of these things. Like you just kind of log in um, for your Apple ID. Um, yeah. And then Xcode kind of creates all these certificates and stuff for you. Um and I was, I always say I was teaching some, some peeps um, previously with iOS development and, and I was like, back in my day, and they're just like, you sound so old, <laughs> but I'm just like, like, it was so difficult. And like, this is where Fastlane kind of comes in. Um, but I mean, in terms of the, the, the actual, like, um, Fastlane project versus what's kind of happening in Xcode now, um, do you think that, um, that um, Xcode is kind of giving the same value to developers um, or is it, I know, like, I, I don't want to, I want to segue kind of into like the CI world. Um, yeah. But like, um, there's, um, well, what is the, what do you feel is the, um, the comparison um, for people just using Xcode, an individual developer, um, trying to create a project and uploading it um, versus using mm-hmm. Fastlane um, in maybe a CI environment or just, themselves um yeah yeah so fast lane isn't needed by everybody like it's going to be overkill for some people um and not everybody is going to want to use it um but if you're an individual uh you like for for some one-off apps that i have apps that i maintain make updates for like once a year i don't really have fast lane in there um because i don't i don't necessarily it, it, it doesn't save me a bunch of time. Um, Xcode is totally fine for what it does. Um, and those are mainly are 
mainly mainly apps that yeah just updated once a year uh the certificates for those i already have on my machine i don't need to create new ones version profiles are still probably okay so i really just upload through xcode it works um for uh other other people who are doing individual apps by themselves they probably don't need Fastlane. I mean, it it really depends on the application. If like if when you're building the app, uh you gotta do a lot of uh changes like uh upload change logs, uh bump to newest build number. Um maybe you have to uh change your app icon to something like uh for your uh uh in internal release to like update it so it shows like this is an internal release those are things like that you might want to use Fastlane for if you're if you're still an individual um just like re for repetitive tasks um i so in terms of like the signing that xcode does automatically for you um there is a lot of uh a lot of people don't don't like it because it is a little bit too magical but also Fastlane <laughs> yeah. is also magical in terms of how Fastlane does signing for you so they're both magical i think the only thing is Fastlane, how it does its signing is open source so there's a little bit of understanding on how how it does its thing um but like i use the automatic signing uh for development only in xcode um which some people might hate me for that <laughs> um but like it 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 is for 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 me at least, um, it, it just makes sense to have Xcode do that because I don't really care about my divisioning profiles, my certificates. I just want the app to run locally on my machine. So I just keep that checked. Um, but whenever I do a release, I always use, uh, I, I always script out that because um, I have my certs shared. Um, I'm on multiple computers, so I want my, 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 my same cert to be on all machines. I don't want Xcode to... Uh, manage that that cert for me i don't even know if xcode can share development certs across all three of my computers i don't think it can so match mm -hmm. falls into that perfect yeah. spot for me yeah, where exactly. where i where i just always have that uh uh on uh stored in my uh repository um so uh in terms of like doing development on your machine uh you uh fast lane's not not needed for everyone it does help things um, but CI is where it really does shine because yeah. um, you can't use the automatic signing on a CI because on a CI, you can't, well, un unless it's like your Mac mini that you're signed into on Xcode, yeah. uh, you can sign into your Apple account there and use it there. But like if you're on Circle CI, GitHub Actions, Travis, BitRise, um, you can't really sign into your Apple developer account through Xcode to do automatic signing for you. Um, plus, you probably don't really want it to create new distribution certs, uh, new profiles automatically during a CI run. You want it to use ones that are already created. So uh, Fastlane falls great there because you can share those distribution certs on your CI across multiple CIs, different environments. Um, and uh, that's, that, that's kind of where like, I think our, our sweet spot is. Like, that's where you really see the magic shine is in yeah. the... In in uh CI stuff yeah and i mean uh, the, i definitely agree because i think um once you start working in a team um and you probably have some pull requests happening um and you probably have to to have some kind of maybe like a develop branch where you need to do like internal releases so you kind yep. of need to sign these um 
um, your, your application at some point, and then obviously there needs to, it needs to be distributed um, on some kind of platform, may it be um, Firebase or, um, I don't know, Azure, the App Center, whatever mm-hmm. whatever people are using these days. Um, I know I know Fastlane has like um, actions or plugins for all of those things. Um, yep. But I mean, at the end of the day, like um, you still need those things to be signed. Um, I think maybe on Android, it's a little bit easier. Um, like you mentioned. Previously. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, because you can just like install debug versions um, on your phone. But I mean, with iOS, it gets a little bit stricter. Um, you need to yeah. kind of have your, your app and your device um, all linked um, to some kind of provisioning profile. And it just gets like a little bit crazy. And I think, yeah, well, once you start working in a great, um, bigger environment, um, that CI probably is going to be put in place. Um, and that's mm-hmm. kind of where I, that's kind of where I started seeing Fastlane shine the most um, because of all of its products. And I mean, we, we've kind of like been talking, we've had a few terminologies that we've been throwing around. Um, so maybe maybe we can kind of just discuss that. Um, so we, we've talked about Match and we talked about Snapshot. Yep. Um, uh, there's the other the other three that I want to kind of mention. Maybe we can go through these. So there's Germ, um, Produce and Deliver. I think those are kind of the yep. ones that I see most people actually using. Um, maybe yeah. we can kind of like um, go through that or what they do. Um, maybe we can start at Jim um, because that one's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Jim at, at its core is just a wrapper around the Xcode build yeah. tool itself, um, which uh, the people that like don't. So uh, Jim, Jim does add some time to the Xcode build uh command because it has to do like some it it like in, uh, it kind of reads your project and kind of configure or it it configures that the x it, it uh it's a little hard to explain it, yeah. it 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 configures the x code build command and sometimes multiples of those uh in in order to build your app correctly and it and it's it's smart enough to know how to build it and then also give you issues uh, if it fails for some reason, kind of like what, what to change. Um, and it tries to do it in a way where the options are pretty easy to understand and yeah. you, you don't need to necessarily, necessarily fill in all the options. It can, it can fill in some for you where if you were to run the Xcode build command manually, it turns into like a terminal command <laughs> that takes up the entire screen. Yeah. Um, and it looks it just looks super gross, but uh, Jim kind of cleans that up. And then it also uh, uses uh, XC Pretty right now to kind of make the output of Xcode build a little bit easier and nicer to understand and see. Um, so uh, Jim then also works with uh, Match yeah. under the hood. So if you call Match before Jim, it will take in some of your uh, provisioning profile and uh, certificate information and use that to kind of also help you uh, successfully run Jim um, yeah. so that you can sign and distribute it the correct way. Okay. And then, and then we, uh, we move on to like Snapshot. Um, it's one that you mentioned previously. Um, Snapshot's really cool, especially once you get to the point where you actually want to deliver your app to the app store. Um, can you maybe mm-hmm. talk us through a little bit of that? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So... <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, snapshot uh, takes automatic screenshots of the app for you, um, and when you install this, um, you have to add a a Swift file to your uh, UI tests. There might be an Objective C version. I don't necessarily know anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, 
but uh, what you do then is uh, you 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 can use the uh, use the um, I haven't written a huge snapshot thing in a while, but you can use the the uh, UI the UI test integrated into Xcode to kind of navigate through your app, and then okay. you call a a a uh, take snapshot uh, whenever you're like in a new screen so you can okay. like work work through your app uh so you, like you start at your splash screen take a screenshot there if you want to take a screenshot of your splash screen uh <laughs> go to uh your like main home screen take a take a screenshot there go to your user profile take a screenshot there um and when you're thinking about it you're like oh it doesn't take that long to do it by myself but if you're only doing one language and you don't update your app too too often you could probably do it faster yourself but if you update your app often enough, um, and you also have languages for English, French, Chinese, Japanese, uh, I don't know all the 30 <laughs> languages that are supported, yeah. um, but it will, it'll rerun through those tests for each language for, for each device um, nice. and take those for you. Uh, so the, uh, some of my clients that I've talked to, like, when they were taking these screenshots manually, uh, it would take them, it would take one person multiple days, yep. maybe to fully go through it. And then if there's a mistake, they got to redo it again. Um, where with this, you just run the tool and then it just takes them all for you. Um, and I think it can also take them in parallel if your computer can handle it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so if you're taking like 12 different devices, it can go through all of those at once. Okay. Um, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think I think Parallel is built built in by default as of Xcode ten eleven. But also, I tend to forget a lot of the things that that we have. So yeah. <laughs> um, but it can save. It's it's probably one of the tools that can save the most time if you fully utilize all the screenshots, all of the uh, uh, locales, and all of the uh, uh, device types. Okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, I think, I think that's pretty much the, um, the, the thing, like we we're trying to save time so we can get back to, to devving. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, can, exactly. We can create all those awesome features that um, everybody wants, uh, wants to use. Yep. Um, and then Android yeah. has the equivalent of that called screen grab, which behaves the exact same way. Um, well, you don't actually put a Swift file in that because that's not how that works, but there <laughs> yeah. is a, uh, there's a, a screen, screen grab, uh, uh, dependency you add to your Gradle file. Um, and then in your, in your UI test, you do the same thing, um, where you walk through your app, take screenshots, it saves them, pulls them to your computer, and then you can upload those. So, uh, they're two different tools, tool names. Um, the code name for Android is screen grab, screen grab. Yeah. The code name for iOS is snapshot, but they also have a, a uh alias as well um that's capture ios screenshots and capture android screenshots so you can call um, either way i always go with the tool name because that's what we had first yeah um but there is a like uh uh in a a, a a name for it actually like based upon what it actually does okay yeah and i mean i think that that also just does make it quite easy to kind of figure out what it's supposed to do um, Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and then the last one I would like to talk about is like deliver because I think that's that's kind of where the magic happens. Um, mm -hmm. We pretty much we 
we want to save time actually getting our app to the app store, um, using um, different lanes. Um, we can kind of like upload um, our application to different tracks. Um, so from Android perspective, they have the different tracks like alpha beta. Um, I know recently you, you guys added um, for internal, for internal, there's an internal mm-hmm. track also. Um, I was yep. waiting for that for like forever. I was like, I don't know, do I attempt to try and do some Ruby at some point <laughs> and maybe try and make a feel? Because like that was something that um, I was actually looking into. I'm utilizing um, Google's um, Google's internal um, testing versus using mm-hmm. like Firebase or the yeah. um, App Store, um, not App Store, um, App Center from um, from Azure. Um, and I was kind of like, I'm going to that. So I was really happy that that feature got made it in um, into Fastlane. Um, but I mean, yeah, obviously uploading and actually getting the, the application to your users, um, that is something that is... Um, that does take quite a bit of time. Um, and yeah, I think this is where Fastlane kind of like makes that process a lot easier where it's kind yeah. of like, cool, upload and then like, don't worry about anything because it's going to do it for you. Grab something to drink, yeah. talk to coworkers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, so that that's uh, the iOS one is deliver. Uh, yeah. The Android one is called supply and they are yeah. pretty equivalent for the most part. Um, but they allow you to upload your uh, your app uh metadata uh so like your uh the name of your app uh description um i don't even know what uh what else android has in terms of that um screenshots log <laughs> uh yep 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 you can yes. upload screenshots yeah, yeah. uh you can upload your your uh app icons i no uh, i don't even i don't even i there's all I the think, things I think, but yeah, yeah all the things <laughs> um uh, screenshots, images. Oh, oh, yeah. Your, your, uh, your. What are they like? Highlight images for Google Play, like the the, the ones that uh, are. You, if I think they're, they're like not banners. Like, screenshots. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I don't know where those get used, but you can upload all of that. Um, so you can upload uh, your yeah all 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 your English screenshots, Chinese. Uh, Greek, all of them, and it does it all for you. So you can save, yeah, you can save not only like a whole bunch of time creating the screenshots with with snapshot or screenshot, but you can also save probably half hour plus of yeah. fully uploading them with uh, supply uh, too. So, um, and the nice thing is when you when you uh, supply, so when uh, the the screenshot, the taking screenshot tools and the uploading screenshot tools work together. Yeah. So there's there's no configuration that you need to do when when wanting to upload because it knows where all those things already exist. So the nice thing about this is a lot of the tools do have like knowledge of each other and know how like where the other puts things so that you have to do very little setup uh to have them connected and just have your your whole thing uh uh scripted out. Yeah. Okay. And then on the iOS side obviously it's like it's like um, bring all your your certificates, your provisioning profiles, your distribution yep. um, certificates. Um, just bring everything together and actually uploading your app to the um, to the App Store. You can upload to Test Flight, um, which is also great. Um, and I think you can even. I mean, I'm not sure, but I think you can even edit your metadata to say when you want it to be released. Um, yep. And all of that, which is amazing, because I mean, you kind of have to go and click on the portal somewhere and. Um, try find all these settings, which is sometimes a little bit confusing. 
Yeah, so I, I, I had to rewrite a lot of Deliver uh, beginning of this month for the new API that was released, uh, yeah. which is fantastic. I'm, I'm so excited that, it, that it's, uh, it's actually out. Um, but I actually discovered a whole bunch of Deliver features that I didn't know existed. So like, <laughs> wow. I've, been in this, I've been in this code base for five years working it like super hardcore for the past like two and a half, three. And I'm like, oh, okay, we do that. That's cool. <laughs> um, like nice. uh uh i discovered that you uh with deliver you can reset your ratings um i didn't know i didn't know that was a thing you could do yeah um which i was like that's cool uh so i discovered that um yeah you can set your so the thing that you were talking about was the auto release date um mm-hmm. so you can either have a manual release auto release when it gets approved or you can actually set the date when it the the, the date for release after it gets approved. Um, uh, there's a phased released feature, which I don't know technically how that actually works. Cause I don't have mm. any big apps of my own that I need <laughs> to phase a release for. Yeah. Um, but, uh, that's a thing you can do. You can update all of your submission test information. Um, I, I, I think that's the majority of it, but yeah, we're, uh, we try to keep everything up to date as possible. Yeah. when we get announced of new things. Yeah, and, and actually speaking of announcements, you just mentioned it, that at WWDC, um, I was watching um, one of the sessions on App Store, um, App Store Connect, and they mm. said that they released over 200 new yeah. um, endpoints um, for um, for the App Store. And I'm like, okay, but well, that is insane. I'm so, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about this. Like that, the, the, the first session that I actually watched that week was thursday for that session like okay. <laughs> i well i was busy doing other work those days but i was like all right i need to take a pause now and actually watch this one so like when that came out at noon on, on thursday i was like refresh 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 <laughs> i want to watch this one and i was yeah. super excited yeah um do you so i mean i haven't actually gone through any of the endpoints that have actually um that have actually been released but um does it affect fastlane in any way um um, I, I know you mentioned oh, yeah. you're saying you're rewriting it, um, but doesn't um, is there new features that might be coming that we don't know about? <laughs> yeah. So uh, with with the new endpoint, the biggest feature that we will be able to take advantage of in the future is a different auth method. So right yeah. now, when using Fastlane, you have to put in your email address and the password associated with that. Um, Fastlane doesn't pass that information on; it all stays on your machine. Um, uh, but it is, it is kind of a very, uh, it's a very weird feeling when you have to yeah. enter that info, um, especially when you're on a CI as well. Like you don't want to put your personal password on a CI. So yeah. um, we usually suggest making a different Fastlane account that is on the CI that's only tied to like that app. Um, just so that like no, nothing gets leaked or anything like that. Um, but there's also been accounts that have been required that are, like 2FA is almost required now in most, in most Apple accounts, which yeah. makes sense because security is great, but it mm-hmm. also makes a CI hard because you got you have to manually update your, your, your like session login info. So you have to like, cre- you have to log in locally, take yeah. that, take that session token and upload it to your CI. If you have account that has 2FA, but with the new app store connect APIs, there's a, a new auth system where you, where you essentially authorize a new like 
user slash token through App Store Connect. Okay. And then, and then this token is, a, is associated with like your user, but it's not your, your user. Um, so this, this API first came out in the summer of 2018, and it was really only for like test flight related things. Um, which was like, uh, it was like up updating your, your test flight, uh, review information, what to test, adding groups. Um, and it's, it, that was only like maybe like 5% of the API calls that Fastlane makes. So we couldn't actually like fully make use of that new OS system because users would have to enter both things. Yeah. Um, in the 2019, uh, release, um, for Connect API added signing stuff. So creating provisioning profiles and, uh, certs and things like that. But that still wasn't everything that Fastlane did because a lot of what Fastlane did was in what deliver does where you, okay. you, you upload screenshots, metadata, like that's, that's the core of our API interaction. Yeah. Um, and that's what got released this summer. So, oh, wow. okay. So what, so what first got announced in 2018, I'm like, all right, cool, cool. Like, let's add this in. Two <laughs> years later, we're here, which, I mean, that, that does seem like a long time, but there are a lot of endpoints, a lot mm -hmm. of models, a lot of relations. There's just a lot of things that interact with each other. Yeah. So, like, I wouldn't be able to create an API in two years that does all this. Absolutely yeah. <laughs> no. It would probably take me 20. Yeah. So, like, here we are now. And, like, that announcement, like, I was super excited so not everything is officially released yet yeah but i'm hoping when everything is released that uh i what i'm seeing right now is going from produce where you create the app on uh, developer portal and app store uh to using match sire cert where you create your 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 certificate your yeah. profile do all that stuff to test flight to uploading all of that and then using deliver where you're uploading screenshots, metadata, all of that, all of that looks like it should be able to get done with this new auth system. Oh, nice. Which means that you don't have to put in your personal information. See, I doesn't have to have personal information. You don't have to deal with two FA anymore. Yeah. Like everything should be, should be great. And it, the API calls should actually be faster as well because you're accessing that app store connect API directly. Okay. So I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping this gets soon. Cause like, I want this to happen. Like I'm yeah. super excited that like we can just connect all these dots. Security is going to be better. Performance is going to be better. Yeah. Uh, and like that after connect API is, uh, their API doc around that is amazing. So like everything is documented for us to use and know how it's all used. So like it should make Fastlane a bunch more stable once that's released. So I'm, I'm super excited about that. Yeah, I mean, I think Apple. I think Apple's been doing quite a great job, especially on the documentation. Um, oh yeah, things sure. these days. Um, I mean, uh, I go and look for something, and like they actually have quite great documentation um, on a lot of the the things that you're just looking for. They sometimes even have some code for you, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is this is great. Um, but that's awesome, man. I'm I'm really excited to to use that as soon as it comes out. I am too. Um, I am too. Yeah. Um, because I know, I know they released a lot of stuff. Um, I still haven't gotten through all the videos of WWDC, the things that I've watched. I've, I've watched two. I've, I've probably I'm, watched about I'm like... I'm so far behind. <laughs> I probably watched about like 10. Um, but That's not like, bad. Yeah. 
Um, but but they're actually nice and short. Like they're about like um, twenty minutes. Um, so most of them, so they're pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, my well, one one miscellaneous question I would say that I would yeah. like to ask about Fastlane is: um, Does Fastlane only run on macOS? No. Okay. No, because, it runs on it runs on yeah. Mac, Linux, and as much as we can on Windows. Okay, so the reason the reason I ask that is because generally when you go to the the documentation, um, the first line on get started is like install Xcode, <laughs> Xcode yep. tools, yep. Um, and yeah. I think I think a lot of people um, kind of like shy away from maybe Fastlane because of that. Um, I mean, I don't okay. know, I don't know. Um, I've spoken yeah. to some people and they're like, oh, but do you need a Mac for it? Um, because that's what um, getting started is. And I'm like, no, I don't think you do. Um, I use macOS, so I don't actually know. Um, so maybe feature yeah. request. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to go to this homepage right now and take a look at it and see uh, what, what it actually looks like. Like, the, the top thing should probably say, like, supported on all of these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, it, that, isn't, that isn't what it actually looks like. So I'm actually going to take that feedback and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a change this week for that. Awesome. That that would be. I think that would be great for a lot yeah. of people. Um, because I think, um, I think in living in South Africa, um, and speaking to South African developers, a lot of people don't um actually use macOS because it's very expensive okay. in South Africa. Um, yeah. And maybe across like let's say the African continent even. Um. And so a lot of people use Windows here and maybe Ubuntu, okay. Ubuntu which is a Linux distribution. Um, yeah. 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 So Love the, that one. The, yeah, <laughs> um, so the, they pretty much um, use that mostly. Um, and I'm guessing even from a CI point of view, a lot of the CI providers, let's say cloud providers, they, um, they always provide obviously the macOS um, distributions mm-hmm. at a premium price yep. versus the, the Linux and the Windows distributions are a lot cheaper for them. Yeah. Um, so from a point of view, um, I mean, I never really knew how to answer that question because I didn't know because yeah. I never tried it. So it's awesome that I could ask you um, and hopefully, like um, anybody that's listening, um, will be able to know that that does happen um, and can go try it out um, on Linux or, um, or on Windows. I didn't know Windows was yeah. supported either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll actually get the, the, the uh, stuff updated on the Docs homepage, hopefully before this podcast gets released. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so we, I mean, it was originally created for Mac for iOS. So it didn't really yeah. make sense to like market it towards everything. And then Android support came out and we're like, well, a lot of Android developers use windows and, and whatnot. But, uh, Linux came first in support because Linux and Mac OS are yeah. very similar. Yeah. I get yeah. somebody can fight me on that. But like from <laughs> my <agree>. perspective, <laughs> they're like, they're close enough from where fast lane stands to being like the same thing. The only yeah. thing is you, you you don't have Xcode. Yeah. Um, so adding support for Linux was actually fairly easy for the most part. Um, but you can, you can run deliver, um, on all three platforms. Um, it will, it will actually, so all of the API, uh, stuff works. So you can, you can update metadata, update screenshots from all platforms. It'll work fine. Deliver. You can also upload the, uh, IPA from all platforms too. Um, so the only thing you can't do on windows and like, uh, is, uh, actually compile your IPA. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. like the only thing you can't really do. Yeah. Um, 
uh, in terms of, well, and like take screenshots, run tests, anything that yeah. is like Xcode involved, you can't really do. Yeah. Um, we don't, we don't, it, it, it's, it's very hard to keep supporting or like to, to support all three platforms. Yeah. Um, so like windows is probably the one that does get the least amount of love, but it yeah. also is one of the hardest to also like have to also have a good development environment to test on. Yeah. Um, like I'm on, I'm on Mac all day. I do have a PC, um, that I do test things on occasionally, but I don't really have a good windows development environment, yeah. uh, to just develop there. But a ma- majority of our users aren't windows. So that's why I, yeah. I, I do focus most of my time on non-Windows platforms, but if, if that does change, like if there are requests for adding more things to all platforms, I will kind of rework where I prioritize stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, cause I'm just thinking around, like, um, like you said, you can't, you can't build um, any iOS applications on anything but mm-hmm. a Mac, but I mean, for Android users, I think, um, yep. the, this is, this, this is obviously a really great tool. Um, and I think a lot of Android developers do a lot of this stuff manually. Um, or yeah. they're using um, a whole bunch of external tools that might um, maybe APIs that, that are um, they mm-hmm. use maybe the Google Play um, API um, that and they're doing all of the stuff manually. Um, and I think obviously just I think Fastlane can obviously help them in that respect. Um, obviously, yeah. again, save them time, um, especially yeah. um, when it comes to building and distributing the application, um, and obviously just automating that whole process. Um, at the end of the day. Um, and obviously, it will make their CI processes better. Um, oh, for sure. Yep. And yeah, so I think I think obviously just from a from a distribution point of view, um, I think I I mean I don't know, but I mean I think most people probably um, use Linux um, on yep. a CI um, when they're building it's Android the applications. For sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and probably not a Windows machine um, unless you literally need something like I don't know. Like C sharp or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, Xamarin for, Xamarin, for doing uh yeah. yeah Xamarin stuff. Like, excuse me. I think I think I think that you might need Windows. I don't even know if you need Windows no, that stuff no, no, anymore no. these days. I think I think you can do it on Mac also. You can do it on Mac. Okay. Um, I don't know if you can do it on Linux, but I know you can do it on Mac. Um, okay. You can build um stuff there. Um, but cool. yeah, I just think yeah, I think that that's that's something that's um that that was great to to discuss because I think. Um, a lot of people might not know that you can use it on all the platforms because I, I yeah I, I don't think know. I've <laughs> I don't think I've actually written a full like Android Fastlane uh, build with Fastlane on Windows before. Um, so I'm I'm not actually at my home office this week, yeah, but yeah. once I get back there, I I might actually start up my PC uh, <laughs> and and see uh, see if I can do that just to make sure like everything does work as planned. And if something doesn't, I'll try and see where it breaks and get a release out for that. Um, but I would like for this to run for as many different types of users as we can. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but yeah. Um, and then uh, another question I just wanted to ask was in terms of like being an actual um, open source contributor, um, I think I think this is something um, that is kind of becoming a lot more mainstream um, people are actually mm-hmm. contributing to these big, these kind of big projects um, in order to make other people's um, lives better. I know that GitHub um, obviously introduced a few months back um, GitHub sponsors. So um, yep. open source mm-hmm. contributors can get paid, um, which is amazing. Um, because That's I fantastic. Think, I love it. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, I think I think I think this is something that there's so many open source um, um, libraries that we all use on a daily basis, um, and we get we get really sad when um, Apple comes out with a, um, a new SDK like iOS 13 from iOS 12, and your unit testing library explodes. And, yep. and you kind Been of there. just like, and now you're waiting for this open source co- contributor um, to kind of like fix it. Um, and you just like, but it's it's also their own time. So like, um, how is it actually being an open source contributor in, in that aspect? Like, I, I love contributing. Um, yeah. I do it as often as I can. Um, and the reason that like I got into it was when I started my consulting company back in 2011, um, everything that we build is from open source things like yeah. uh and like the like i was i will like it just felt weird to like not support the open source community when it when open source was supporting me yeah um so i try to give back as much as i could um either by like creating my 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 own small things that i released that hopefully some people found useful uh other dependencies that I saw that like needed something fixed that I was like, okay, I use this. I'm experiencing this. I, I can probably get back. Um, and like, it w- uh, I think fasting was probably the one that I like that actually like hit, hit home for me. Um, mm-hmm. that, that I stuck to just because it was, it was something that, that saved me a bunch of time every single day. Um, and it was just fun to work on. Like it was, it was, it was super fun to get back. The community around it's amazing. Um, and I think that's the important thing about open source is trying to develop a good community around your project, like very like helpful, kind of loving kind of, uh, like very helpful, uh, feel around it. Um, contributing is, 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 is a very, it's it's very scary like the first few times you do it because you're like i'm not i'm not qualified enough to do it mm-hmm. and there are these people who like create this code and it's so good and like they're going to review my code and be like oh that's that's bad that's stupid and like i think only a small portion of open source people actually like get that harsh about things at least from what i can see yeah a lot of people are very thankful if you do a a small change here or there or like a uh if something's spelt wrong like those those are the best things like my spelling is terrible like <laughs> if you see something that i spell wrong please correct me and like that's fantastic sure it's like a two-line change maybe sometimes it's a 10-line change it happens yeah. Yeah, but yeah. like any contribution that comes in is amazing and like i'm super uh like uh, appreciative of the time that they spent to pull it down, clone it, uh, try and run things, debug things, run tests on their side and upload a change. Like, like there's a lot of time involved. And I think from an open source side, you gotta be very cognizant of what it's like from the other side for both ways. Like what it's like mm-hmm. as a, as a, as, as a contributor, you have, or as a maintainer, you gotta be aware that like, it is a very intimidating process. So like, you want to yeah. like work with, with your community to like, help help them help you almost like it's not you want to come off as as someone who is like uh 
trying not, not to like m- mentor them exactly, but like uh, I don't I don't I don't know what the words I'm looking for here. But um, you don't want to come off harsh. Like that's just yeah. not going to be good for anyone. But as a user of open source, you got to be aware too that like majority of open source isn't isn't like corporate sponsored. Like it, it is people working morning nights weekends on their passion project and if you're being rude to them like it's it's gonna hurt the project like you just gotta be respectful both ways so uh that's what i've tried to think about through like all the times i've been doing open source not full-time is like this is my my like free time essentially so um it i want to i want to try and like help people learn that it is other people's free time too. Like not just within our community, but other communities. Um, and now that I'm doing open source full time, I have to, I have to try and also be aware that contributors are doing stuff in their free time where like now, like I'm, uh, 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 getting sponsored to do this myself. Um, I don't want to like force other work on contributors because it is their free time. So it, it is really a lot about respecting like time put into things. Cause it is, it is a really uh, important resource for people. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. And I mean, I think open source is like powered so many applications out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we, we all probably use it one way or another. Um, I, I have worked with some people that are pretty much, um, against using open source libraries um i don't think you can be i don't um, think you can be it, these days it was it was it was actually crazy um the the person just didn't want to use open source libraries um just because of um it being a dependency of something breaking so they would literally just bold it themselves um which is crazy <laughs> my code I, is I, worse I if was, i try to do something myself i'm like i don't want to like i'm gonna introduce bugs yeah. myself if i do this like photo picker thing like i'm just going to use somebody else's and yeah. then help support them because they're the experts if i see something break i'll just fix it myself yeah no so i thought i thought that was pretty crazy and um, that people kind of are still in that realm but i mean i think yeah. a, lot of, a lot more at least 95 percent of of developers out there are probably using some kind of open source in their application. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and um, it's really, really great that um, we have a bunch of people like yourself um, helping out um, um, out there with these great products. Um, but yeah, um, from my side, that's all I've got. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to mention um, around Fastlane. We've spoken about a lot. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to mention. Um, I don't think I have anything off the top of my head, but I mean, I always have stuff to discuss if you ever want to discuss again. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, like where, where can people find you? So I'm um, on um, social media on GitHub, I'm guessing, of course, um, but uh, yeah, social I'm media. Josh D Holtz everywhere, uh, Twitter, GitHub, um, uh, I'm stupidly active on Twitter. So, uh, <laughs> feel free to like uh not watch me there um but i i do tweet a lot about Fastlane and open source um on twitter uh so new releases things i'm working on um are that's pretty much like 90 percent of what i talk about 
Um, GitHub, yeah, Joshy Holtz, I'm pretty much only commit to fast lane stuff these days or nice. stupid side things that I'm doing. Um, but uh, I think I think that's probably the best place to find me these days. It's just those two. Okay, yeah. I actually, I actually saw a tweet from you, um, I think a few weeks back about, um, I think you said you were trying to like develop on your iPad. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. And I'm, how's that going? I'm on my iPad right now. So oh, nice. I don't, I, I don't like do compiling and development on my <laughs> iPad because it's technically okay. kind of impossible. Um, but uh, I uh, remote into my machine in my house. Okay. Because um, my Mac that I have in my house, uh, it's a 2018 Mac Mini, um, okay. and it 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 doesn't blow up when I do things <laughs> where like. My my MacBook just like just is just full fans all the time, um, so I enjoy being able to like use the power of that while being on my iPad, um, and my iPad what lasts ten hours not plugged in, where my my MacBook I think yesterday was like an hour and a half. So yeah. like even though like I'm not doing dev directly on on my machine, doing like remote dev, uh, at least for what. I do most days. I in in the terminal pretty much yeah. majority of my day. So the iPad works totally fine for that. Where so I get like the full power of the Mac Mini with like ten hours of life. So it's nice. kind of the best of both worlds. Okay. Um, except for when my house, uh, I was I was remoting into my house two weeks ago. A storm came through and I lost power. So oh. I did lose access to my Mac Mini. I did have my MacBook along with me uh, nice. as backup because I was gone for a few days. So I had to get the, the development environment all set up on there. But um, the iPad is like my ideal machine if things would be able to compile on here. And I, I think the specs on my iPad are actually better than the specs on my, my MacBook. Yeah. So I would have no issues doing development on here if I actually technically could. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping at some point um, with iPadOS um, that Apple actually allows us to get some kind of version of um, of Xcode, and hopefully we yeah. can actually just be able to develop with um, with the iPad. I mean, I'm. I'm also hoping. I see tweets of people saying that they they they're trying to get it to work. <laughs> um, into yeah. like I don't know hacks that people are doing to to make it yeah. seem like it's working. There but is. I mean, there is a there is an app that you can install through Alt Store okay. um, that does allow you to uh, uh, run like Mac OS and Windows and Ubuntu on your iPad. I haven't yeah. done it yet, uh -huh. um, but I am really tempted to see if I can <laughs> actually use that for development somehow. Sounds I don't know if that destroys my iPad at all, but I I am interested in it. Yeah, I think I think the iPad's pretty powerful these days. I think it would probably. Oh yeah, handle. for sure. Yeah, um, but yeah, thanks so much again for joining, and thanks so much for, Thank you. for chatting. This has been fun. Us. Yeah, um, yeah. Thanks again. Thank you. Ciao. Bye. While myself and Josh were chatting after the podcast, we spoke about how Fastlane is managed. Here's a bonus snippet of that conversation. Manage like the different aspects of. Fast lane, yeah. I guess, like 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 that. So like, um, yeah. So there's like quite a uh, a variety of tasks that that are on my plate. So 
issues, PRs. Um, we got GitHub discussions now as of last week, which is super nice. That's another thing that's on my list. Um, but I also like, uh, there's, uh, there's also, uh, the Twitter account and then also like managing new features that we put into Fastlane. So there's like quite a variety of, of, of different tasks. And, um, the, I, I try to do a little bit of that each day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if, if for some reason, like there's, there's more demand in one section then I got to pull from somewhere else. Um, okay. so like when, when we had to make changes to, to deliver, like I, I personally probably ignored GitHub issues for, uh, one and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like deliver not working was the biggest issue. And that was the majority of issues that were kind of coming in at the time. So, um, but then now that delivers working again, I scaled back and then, uh, looked at all the PRs that were created during that time to merge those in and then the issues after that. So it, it, it really changes on like, not only on just like a per week, but also per day. Like if, if so Fastlane is an integration tool at heart. It's not mm-hmm. really like, it's, it's, it's not a build tool, even though it does building of things, but things will break here and there. We got to change for us. So we got to be pretty flexible on where we spend our time. Yeah. Um, so like highest priority always goes to issues, things breaking. Yeah. And then after that, comes to prs that other people contribute so then i go through the prs uh i try to go through them at at least once a day uh look Mm -hmm. for things that uh like if i ask for a change or something like that watch for those but uh so prs is usually next um try and get other contributors uh requests merged in there um, when I'm waiting for things to build or, uh, other things like that, I'll look through, uh, discussions now, look for, look for, uh, questions people ask, um, discussions is, was introduced into our repository last week and it, 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 it took issues, which was bugs, regressions, feature requests and questions and feature requests and questions are now in discussions. So okay. issues which is super nice. Now I can just look, look there first, just for issues, um, mm-hmm. go to PRs and then go to discussions to a- answer questions over there. Um, which not every question is an issue. Some I yeah. can then migrate to an issue, make the PR for things like that. Yeah. Um, and then once that's all settled, then I can go in and do like feature requests type of stuff. So usually features falls as like the fourth thing yeah. in my list, unless it's, unless it's like a feature that everybody needs. Yeah, yeah. So like I've been working on rewriting uh, match, sci, and cert to use yeah. the new App Store Connect API. Yeah. Um, and that's mainly done. I have to write tests for it yet, but other things kind of keep piling in front of that. But yeah. but it's it's not necessarily a, a thing that needs done right now. Um, but it will need to get done in, in in like a few weeks so that we can use a new auth system for everything. Yeah. So like each day I kind of have to like re reorder where where the highest priority thing is oh, yeah, that actually sounds so crazy it's like you, you just managing I find this it fun, massive but it, <laughs> it, it does it does get hectic but i'm i'm also one that uh that tends to get bored really easily if i don't have change okay so like if i was to work on like one project no issues coming in no pr is just one thing like i would get distracted 
and like yeah. who knows where I would end up. But with this, <laughs> I'm not necessarily getting pulled in all these directions because like I'm choosing where I'm going for the most part. Yeah. So it is kind of fun. Like it, it's pretty much where am I going to be most productive at with my mindset and where is it going to be most beneficial to the community? Those are really the only two things that I have to look at. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's where I determine where I go. So like if issues is on my list, but I'm like, I, I just can't read through these things right now. Like my mind's too cloudy. I, I can't debug stuff. I'm like, I'm going to go review PRs. Cause like, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, or if I'm like, I'm not in a place where I can test all these PRs. I'm like, I'm going to go answer questions or work on something new. So, um, it really just comes down to where am I going to be most productive and where is it going to benefit the community the most? Okay. Yeah. That sounds awesome. It sounds like, I mean, I would, I would think that you'd need some kind of like business analyst to kind of like sort out all the work <laughs> for you and like get some kind of like PM or something to be like, okay, cool. Uh, this is what we're going to be focusing on. Um, and you kind of just like work with all of this all by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, or is there, is there a lot the, of team? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, oh, so, uh, the community is essentially my PM for the most part. Like they're <laughs> like, we need to see changes here. And I'm like, okay, okay. we'll just add that into my list. It's not like a great, like, uh, there's no great like process through it. Like we just have this crazy backlog of things, but I mean, it's a big tool that yeah. does a lot of different things. The backlog is going to get big and we'll just pull whatever we can when it's most productive and when it needs to get done. Okay. Would you, would you ever consider like, um, I mean, this is a massive, like, like we keep saying, it's a massive, massive product um, and tool. Um, and it has so many different like sub products inside of it. Like um, in terms of actually just having a team of people like working on this, because um, I know on the, fa- on the, the fast lane, um, the fast lane page is a, a team, um, yep. like roster um, of all the contributors. Um, but I mean, um, are they constantly, well, are they also consistently still um contributing um or is it yeah kind of just mainly yourself yeah so we have quite a few that do contribute pretty consistently um and they each kind of have like their own like specialized spot where they fall in uh like there'll be a few that are mainly like api focused that'll like stay in that area uh some like to do like some of the ci stuff and we'll like contribute to the CI things. Some like to be in the docs and we'll just like stay in the docs. So um, we do have a pretty good core contributor team that kind of like sprinkles themselves throughout the whole code base to do, to, to cover uh, most of the uh, different like tools, um, platforms and stuff. Um, and then where I come in is I, I, I kind of fill in the gaps a little bit of, yeah, where everybody else is okay cool thank you for joining us on talking with apple's podcast cheers